Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Beautiful people. This is our last Sunday of the year here. Can you believe it? We're in December, going into a brand new year, 2024, where we will expect more. So I want to welcome everyone here, um, here in the room, and of course, our online community. Uh, we're certainly glad that you're here. We're certainly glad that you have chosen to spend your time with us this morning. So we've had a really wonderful year, um, challenges, but we're here. So this is the exciting part about life in and of itself. We know that there are going to be bumps in the roads, but we maintain. I want to give a shout out to our leadership that has been steady in all the things that have been happening here for the Center of Spiritual Living. Our board president, uh, Lee Huck, has done an outstanding job in gathering the people and making sure we are about Center for Spiritual Living business. Our speaker committee has done an outstanding job as well. We have gotten some of the best speakers, and today it is the same. We have Reverend Dr. John Corn that is joining us. And what an impactful time that we had the last time that he was here. So uh, no pressure, Reverend Dr. John, but we are looking for more of the same. Um, we have been able to maintain again where we are. And that I want to say thank you to you guys, to the members. Uh, without your support, without your presence, it just doesn't happen. So as you guys know, we are at the end of the year and we're in our end of year campaign. And we're asking that you consider us to be one of your nonprofits that you consider giving to at the end of the year. It is part of our vision where we're looking to bring in a spiritual leader that will be able to continue where we are today. The concept, the idea, the vision here is to add to our savings in order to attract the right spiritual living, a spiritual leader for the Center for Spiritual Living. And we want to hear from you guys. We want you guys to let us know what is it you're looking for in your spiritual leader? What are those qualities? What are the activities you want to see here at the center? What programs? What are those classes? Whatever that is. So you can speak to me, any one of the practitioners or one of the board members that will be able to listen. And of course, these are the qualities that we will be looking at as we move in selecting our spiritual living, spirit, Center for Spiritual Living Spiritual Leader. So we want to continue building together a world that works for everyone. So 
let us know what it is that you're looking for that you're hoping to have. So we want to do our uh, declaration of principle at this time. I believe, I believe in one God, one absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love and it creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life and the immortality of the individual soul forever unfolding. I believe in the eternal goodness, the eternal loving kindness, and the eternal givenness of God to all. And so it is. So um, here we have the practitioner that will be doing our practitioning. So the practitioner has a number of uh, hours and practices and uh, classes. And of course, there's continuing education for the practitioner in order to be able to maintain the licensing here in the Center for Spiritual uh, Living. Today, I am Barbara Guillory, and I am the, your practitioner for today. So, our focus during the holidays generally is about our families. So, sometimes you just say the word families, and that just triggers some people. But coming here to the Center for Spiritual Living, I have been able through the classes to understand more about the universal laws and how I am able to apply these universal laws into my own personal life. One of the things that I learned about was being an observer in certain situations. So as an observer, this kind of shifts your attention. Um, if you are a mother and maybe your child is sick, it can cause your energy to be totally different simply because of the emotional attachment to the child. However, in an observatory mode, it allows you to be able to focus on what has to be done for this child. In your conversation with the doctors or their caretakers, you're now more focused on how do we get the, the child to become well. Um, in an observatory mode, it's like a play. If you are in a play, you have cues during the play that you're going to enter onto the stage. So it is a process. It is a flow. So you always want to time yourself 
And the way you do that, again, is being in an observation mode. Oftentimes when we're driving, we're driving up on the up ramp. We have to time our point of entry where we don't cause ourselves to be a victim. Someone runs into us or we run into someone. So we have to be very strategic in going in the up ramp and making sure when we enter that flow, that process, we do so in a way that it does not become disruptive. So during the holidays, I'm asking that you, you guys plan how you plan to enter into the conversation of the families, into the holidays, into uh, your friends, using the observation mode. And again, be intentional about how you want to participate. And in some cases, you may decide, mm, I don't think I want to participate. But again, you are the one making the choice and you're not unconsciously drawn into another person's drama. So <laughs> is that you, Reverend Angela, out there? <laughs> oh, thanks for being here. But um, I'm going to wish everyone um, happy and enjoyful holidays and just use the principles to enjoy your holidays. One of the um, idea uh, in doing so is just being detached and an observer. And at this point, I am going to take us into a treatment of peace. So as we gather ourselves, we become very still, knowing and focusing on our idea of peace, on the thought of peace, on the concept of peace, on the world peace. Our knowing and understanding of peace is what gives me peace in my life. It is how I can and do experience peace in my life. And as peace unfolds from the one mind, from the universe, from the source, from the beginning, from all that does exist, I am glad to be this conduit for peace. And as peace continues to unfold in my life, I, as a conduit, can offer peace to any and every situation that I encounter, that I foresee, that I am part of. Simply by invoking the thought of peace into my being, into my existence. Peace, peace, peace. It is this knowing of the concept of peace. It is this knowing of the idea of peace. It is this knowing of peace in and of itself that I too experience peace. As a co-creator with spirit, I can and do create peace 
in my being, in my existence, in my affairs, in my family, in my community, in my church, in my center, in my workplace, any and everywhere that I am. And for this understanding, I am grateful. And so it is. Safe and all is well. That's what I like about being here at the Center for Spiritual Living Mentown. I am safe and all is well. Uh, today we've got a very special guest. And I won't say like special guest because we kind of know him. We, we claim him as ours, even though uh, he is actually the dean at Emerson. But I want to welcome uh, to the stand Reverend Dr. John Korn. He is, he is a licensed and ordained minister since 2015 with a doctorate of divinity and a doctorate in religious study. He's a certified hospice chaplain and religious science practitioner as well. He's been faculty of the Emerson Theological Institute since 2014 and the Dean of Students since 2023. Besides teaching, his passion is to serve the disenfranchised. He serves on the Emerson Theological Institute's Board of Directors and the affiliate New Thought Board of Directors. Help me welcome Reverend Dr. John Corn. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. And thank you for that treatment. It was amazing. It was very powerful. When you can feel them like that, you know, oh, that's going to be my practitioner. I started out this talk as, as, hold on, it's going to be a bumpy ride because we're going through the, all the holiday stuff leading up to Christmas. And as I worked on it and worked on it, the idea of spiritual empowerment came to me. Um, and that's a better way to start this season, by feeling empowered. And we're going to talk about how you do that. And anything I say about myself is not from me wanting to talk about myself. It's really about you giving you the opportunity of my experience and you can try and embody that for yourself and see how that works. But by a show of hands, who is ready for the holidays in here? <laughs> and who is happy about it? Alrighty, and then who is not? There you go, I'm with you. And then somewhere in the middle, some of us can go back and forth, like be on the spectrum. There you go. Well, we live, Vance and I live in a neighborhood where one of the neighbors has Christmas lights in her window all year round. And so we see it when we walk the dogs every night. But it looks kind of nice and sweet, and it reminds me of the stories of people putting up a candle in the window when a mariner never made it home. Um, just to let them know that's their house or his house. Also, there's a Walmart that's right there that we can walk to. It's less than a quarter mile. And they put up all their Christmas stuff before um, Halloween. And that really, it still gets to me. Uh, my therapist says we have to stop talking about it. But 
all of that has slowly evolved as I've moved through all this education that we offer. And I can now go where I want to go, when I want to go, and with whomever I want to go, and be calm and present in the moment. And that's empowerment. A lot of people will say empowerment is selfish. Guess what? It's not. Um, so we have around 11 holy days in December. And in its beginning, the Christians tried to blend in with all the other celebrations in December so that they could celebrate and they would not be risking their very lives. And so that's how that started. We all know Jesus wasn't born then. Um, but it was a way for them to be protected. And what's interesting is we're still in December and it's like the Christians have overtaken the holiday area and they're certainly the strongest group of people there. They have the most, the most highest voice. And so really the Holy Day starts with Thanksgiving and the horn of plenty. Oh, oops, I forgot. Before we go there, let me say this. I wanted to put this up because it's about like my family. Like, why would you go? But also, this man looks just like Lee Huffman. <laughs> and I was like, that has to go up during the talk. We can't let that slide by. Okay, now we can go to the horn of plenty, Paul. And there we go. So this is what we see at Thanksgiving. And for me, it means abundance. The crop has come in. The money has come in. Everything I've been working on has come in. And I hold that, for me, that picture is something I hold in my mind around October, November, maybe into December. I know I'm pushing it. But I use it for myself to have something to focus on, to know that manifestations are here, right here and right now. They're already here. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not I've noticed. And this gives you something good to look at. Um, it tells you also to keep looking for your good. It's already here. Be enthusiastic about it. Enthusiasm is the excitement and the fullness of God's energy within us. It's a good thing. It's a fun thing to think about. I like the idea of God's energy making me happy and move about and dance and whatever comes up. And so people talk about faith coming up this time of year, meaning their religious faith. For us, I do have faith in this teaching, don't get me wrong. For us, it's about, do you have the faith in the goodness of the holiday season, or do you have faith in the badness around it? Um, some people would say or want to argue about it, but we do have the power to control how each of these events unfolds for us. We can do our spiritual work before we go in to be guided and, um, and led, and we can even um, do treatment work. There are people that would question this, but my old teacher, which was David Barrett, would say, the law is working 100% of the time. If you're still having a problem, it's not, there's nothing wrong with the universe or the law. The law works perfectly. It's responding to you. So you can go out 
and believe everything's going to fall apart. We're going to have a blow up about Trump at this family, you know, get together. Or it could be anything under the sun, um, religion. It could be literally anything. And what I've learned to do is to do what is spiritually correct and not what is socially correct. Yeah, I can stop the conversation or I can step out of it or I can change the topic. And David would say, what is spiritually correct is not necessarily socially correct. So be prepared for that. You might be pissing someone off, but um, you're, when you look back at yourself and you review, review in your mind how the day went, you'll be pleased with yourself for having set your boundaries and how you handled it. Also, can you be with the people we're all pulling together um, for the holidays? Can you be with them 24-7? And if the answer is no, or you think maybe they can't be with you, that's always a possibility. If the answer is no, stay in a hotel, just right up the street. That's what I've done really since I've started back going to see my family at the holidays, we stay at a hotel and you can step out that way of the family business and you can control when you return. And if you want, you can make it just around mealtime so they'll be happy with you. <laughs> they'll be happy and you get to have the good food. And also I wanted to share with you when people are you um, here it goes or telling stories of bad that they are also gossiping about you to someone else so when you participate in gossip it's something that's going to come back to you number one and number two don't trust the person who's gossiping I can assure you that's going on. I know it firsthand. Recently, I was offered a beautiful gift by one of my colleagues that I knew was over $1,000. And I said to her that I just can't accept that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But no, no thanks. You keep it was what was spiritual or what was socially correct for me during my childhood to this time and after i hung up the phone and i took about five minutes i realized i was blocking her opportunity to gift me something that was really valuable and so i called her up and told her so and she said you're exactly right um, she was giving me something beautiful, and I was able to accept it and express my gratitude. Um, and she also pointed out that I was growing in the right direction, which was nice. Now, gratitude is all about the season. Gratitude is everywhere. Are you able to see it as you go through, or are you so stressed out with figuring out the food and the um, ice chest and all those things you're going to travel back and forth with, or you're going to let somebody show up at your house with 
And you have to think, are they going to let my dogs out by accident? I've got to do something about that. That is not going to uplift you. What happens as we put that negative energy out, as we think negatively, the universe is out there. It's, we call it an aspect of God and it's universal law. And it's just going in this circle <laughs> and it is creating for you. And it's going to create more and more of the negative for you to have something negative to say, because it's going to outpicture what's going on with you. In the old days, they called it movie screen or mirror. You know, the old, old guys that put this all together. Um, I just know that that is happening. I'm, I'm aware when something pops up. And I shift myself to gratitude. And I encourage you to do this all the way through December, at least five times a day. And then when you roll into January, you can start dialing it back to maybe twice a day you want to do this. But if you do it five times a day, it's like the prayers in Islam. How can, you're, how can you get off track and back into the negative when you're centering yourself five times a day? So when you do this and you include gratitude with it, instead of the negative that's bothering you, you have to set that aside and go, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in gratitude. And what is bringing me gratitude? And so as you do that, universal law is doing its thing for you like it always does. And it starts sending you more and more and more things to be grateful for. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you go there negative, you're going to get negative. If you go there positive, you're going to get positive. And some of that stuff will disappear in time. Speaking, so that's your energy going into universal law. And so speaking of that, I was reminded of a Ralph Waldo Emerson essay that he did. And it was called Self-Reliance. And his point about this was about giving to those causes you believe in. Don't give out of guilt or you feel obligated to give. And so in his time, they had organizations, <laughs> the way he referred to it was um, alms for sots, alms, A-L-M-S, being gift money or whatever that you could give to sots, which were the alcoholics. And so he's like, I've already made my list of who I want to give to this year. I don't want to be forced out of guilt to give to an organization that I didn't want to include this year. I've already got my stuff set up. And so he said, I sometimes succumb and give the dollar and yet it is a wicked dollar, which by and by I shall have the manhood to withhold. And that actually, it makes me laugh. I think it's funny. But when you're laughing about Emerson, you know you're a new thought nerd at that point. <laughs> so I had to take it three times. I was not getting it, and I knew I needed to get it. So it's all about your energy. Your energy moves before you and people feel it before you are there. I think about the dogs knowing 
when one of us is coming home and we're not even there yet in the driveway or up the street. They know you're coming. They can see people's auras. We have people that can see auras and share that with us, but the dogs can too. And so they'll try to go to people that will pet them when we're at the park and they'll charge the opposite way if there's someone they don't like and they don't know them. It's just their energy field. So the gift that Emerson was talking about, it's not for you or for anyone else. You're to be authentic so that you can be happy with yourself when you go back and look at it all over again. Through this teaching, I have learned to become more spiritually aware and more empowered all throughout the year. I hope you're able to use some of these techniques to do the same thing. And as we journey through the hol holidays, let us carry the light of resilience, gratitude, and connection, and keep that on your to-do list. And before we wrap this up, I want to go to the Christmas to-do list. There we are. All righty, instead of buy presents, be present. Yeah, instead of wrap gifts, give someone a hug. Send gifts, send peace. Donate food and be the light. And lastly, what we learn through the metaphysical or the new, the new thought teachings is to embrace the power of perspective. How are you seeing what's going on? In fact, I've read that if you can't forgive or you haven't forgiven, when you walk in, say a room, say this room, we're seeing it through the eyes of something that needs to be forgiven. We're not seeing what's really here. Barbara might remind me of someone in my family that pisses me off regularly, right? Or she treats me as less than, not smart enough, not good enough. And so I see that when I walk in, right? And I believe also I read that in a New Thought book as well, that when we have a crime and people, the witnesses come forward, they all saw something different. You can have six witnesses and each one of them have seen something different. So everything we're looking for, we're looking at, at it through a filter of our own experience. And the way to move through that is meditation, I think. Um, you believe how many people don't meditate. Um, some people journal instead of meditating. And some people walk through the park with all the leaves. And that's where they meditate. Angela, you just remind me, that's what you do. She walks for her meditation. So I do that in the afternoon. In the morning time, I do the reading and the gratitude practice. And so let's go in just real quick into a little empowerment 
treatment. And so I know the presence and power of the almighty, of the all good, of the all knowing is alive and active and current within each one of us. It acts the same for one as it does the other. And we are each created out of it. So we claim that it empower each one of us to be totally at peace, totally well, totally empowered, and totally calm. We feel and experience the joy and good humor of the holiday time together. We are blessed as we release this feeling of something that was never true about us. We let all the old ideas about ourselves and what others may think of us and what we think they think of us, we let that go. We let it fall off like a very heavy overcoat onto the floor and we don't have to put it back on. We can kick it aside and move on our way. Everything we need to know, we still know. Everything, every lesser idea that we also need to know, we still know. And so we can let that overcoat go. And we can experience this day and each day throughout the rest of the month from a higher place of consciousness, from a greater place of joy, and from a wonderful space of love. And we let love color all our impressions going forward. And I know it's spoken into a law that is doing its thing and creating for us right here and right now. And we know together that there's no time in the mind of God. And so this manifest, manifestation is already here and now and in our lives. It is permanent. I refuse to let it go, but I let these words go out into the universe with much gratitude. And so it is. And Mr. Vance, it is your time to come forward. Thank you. I appreciate all of you. Thank you, Dr. John. What an awesome talk this morning, giving us that mental attitude to work through the season. And for that spiritual food, we mm -hmm. are fed. And we were fed, we're giving back. And so that's it for us for our time of prosperity. I invite you to give, to say our affirmation. For you. you can join us online at cslmidtown.org slash donate. That's an opportunity to give. And you can scan the QR code. That'll take you right to the donation site. So if you would say with me our affirmation of prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And now I'm going to turn it over to our board president, Lee Huffman. Thank you, Vance. I want to say thank you to uh, John and to Barbara for having a great service today. Uh, great messages from both of you. And I want to say thank you to all the, that are in the room. Um, it's good to see you. There's good food over there, but we're going to wait a few minutes. And uh, we're actually going to have an online discussion here with John. And hopefully we can get the technology and everything to work up right. Um, so when that's over, just stay in the seat a little bit longer and then we'll have all that together. Um, fantastic service. Um, it's quite a spread over there, as I said. Um, 
See, I'm looking at my notes. Oh, this week, um, things are going on later this week is the Boost Online. That's Tuesday at noon, and you can just go to the uh, website, cslmidtown.org, and um, you'll see the... Um, uh, you'll see the Zoom link there, and at 12 noon on Tuesday, you can have 30 minutes of discussion with a practitioner, and uh, those are good, and we're looking forward to talking to people there. Uh, next Sunday, the study group meets from 10 to 10.45 online at the same Zoom link, uh, so all of the Zoom links are on there. And then uh, back here online next week at 11 o'clock, uh, Reverend James Peake will be speaking on revealing wholeness. So uh, lots of good things happening here at the center. And uh, during this holiday season, we're continuing. I am very pleased with the transition team that is working on um, making sure that we have good uh, speakers like John and Jim and various others uh, coming in. And I just really am pleased with this group. And I'm pleased with the donations that are coming in. We would like to see more, of course. And uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, please, uh, during this holiday season, uh, give to the place where your heart is, is what uh, Reverend John was talking about today. So, um, um, and if you can make it here, it's going to be the first Sunday in January. That's hard to say. That's going to be 2004 very soon. Uh, very soon. It's going to be 2004. Very soon. It's going to be 2024. Very soon. So um, 2024 is right around the corner. So all we have to do is get through the holidays. <laughs> so, all right. So anyhow, thank you everybody for all that you're doing. It is going well and it's going so well that we actually postponed a couple of transition team meetings this month so that we could have more time with our families and things. So I will pass it back. Okay. All right, so we're going to go ahead and do um, affirmation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess I'll do the affirmation. Uh, the, I leave is that it? This place now, now I, I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth in the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life that I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that flows through me. And so it is. So here we will finish up today, and we're going to sit here for a couple minutes and get things set up uh, so that we can have the online discussion, and then we're going to eat good food. <laughs> there is a power for good in the universe greater than you are, and you can use it.